Hey, it's Devin from Straight Up Sports, and this podcast, I'm going to review a little bit of Week 3, look at the media poll, and give my 1 through 33 power rankings after the first three weeks, and maybe look ahead and see um, possible district assignments here after this next week, should be announced next Wednesday. So that's what we're going to look forward to in this podcast, but first, we have a quick 45-second commercial here on Anchor. Hey guys, welcome into Straight Up Sports. I'm your host, Devin Albertson. It's time to talk a little bit about week three. A little bit of recap show. I haven't done one of these this year, so I thought I would do one here on the podcast. Um, I've talked to you guys. Something happened between my show on Friday and then today. We had that game on Saturday down at Rich Hill. So I thought I'd come on here and just kind of give my thoughts. We're a third of the way through the regular season now. Um, Despite COVID's best efforts, we are still going for now. Um, we had a bunch of cancellations last week, but things are starting to look up a bit here, I think. And I think we're going to start rolling a little bit more and hopefully less cancellation. Though we already down one game in week four uh, with Liverpool and, o- and Appleton City canceled due to the test at Appleton City. But that's the way things are going right now. We'll kind of see how things work out. But first off, in week number three, I'll just run down the scores real quick. Uh, Southwest Livingston defeated the Cavs 70-22. to Donovan West took down LeBlond 68-32. It's a pretty good Donovan West team, though. Uh, Northwest Hughesville beat Keatsville 54-8. Drexel beat Liberal 57-0. Mound City took down Albany in a really good game over there at Mound City 40-18. Good win for the Panthers. I still think um, Albany is one of the better teams in the state despite their 0-2 record. First of all, I think they're 1-2 if they play OCLA Week 1. I'm fairly certain with that. Very confident they win that first game. Um, and then a four-point loss to Stanbury and a 22-point loss to Mountain City are no nothing that seems out there. They're still well-coached. They still got athletes. They got a good line. Albany's going to be very good this year, and I would expect them to reel off some wins here towards the middle of their schedule as things kind of lighten up for a little bit. I know they work county this week, but I like where Albany's heading this year. Uh, Norbert Harden Central fell to North Shelby 52-8. to um, it was about 18 nothing. Uh, they're late in the first half, and the North Shelby got a couple of scores there before halftime, a couple of miscues by the Aggies, and kind of pulled away there. But Norbert Harden Central, with the job at Coach Thackerton over there, has been great this season. Only had 12 kids sued out versus the number two team in the state and held tight uh, for a quarter and a half over there. I think um, he's done a great job over there with the Aggies in a tough year for them, um, both on the field and off there for, at Norbert Harden Central. Um, and North Shelby, they're a very good team still. Coach Bass has that team in the right direction, number two in the state right now. Uh, they're just kind of doing their job right now. They're really, really looking good there for North Shelby. Uh, then the upset of the week, kind of, after Platte Valley beat Rockport in week two, they fell to Northwest Norway 38-26. Uh, to 26. North Platte Valley was up by two at halftime, but Muskets outscored them 14 nothing in the second half. Big win there for Coach Calfee. I gave him a shout-out on KQ2, and we give another shout-out here for a job well done there for the Muskets. They lost to Stewartsville in week one, um, lost to East Edge in week two, but played good for about a quarter there. And they finally put together a full game versus Platte Valley and kind of unleashed a little bit of their talent. They've been um, hiding a little bit there at Northwest Nottoway, and I'm really excited to see kind of what they do going forward here. Very excited to see what they do uh, this week against Rockport. We'll get to that on um, the show later this week, but – uh, up next, Oric took care, took care of Concordia, 68-30. to 30. Uh, Concordia, I got your guys' updated in the stats. Uh, your coach sent me their stats uh, for, I think it's Tagmire. I know I got a parent message me. 
I believe is the second T is silent. Tagmire. Um, there's a quarterback there. Got his stats updated also with Ridener Wilkins Abney. He's going to be Ryder Abney in the stats there as well this week. Um, also, we're all, we're on the topic of me screwing up stats. Uh, my apologies to Brody Langfit of Pattonsburg. I put him as Brandon in a couple of things in the stats last week. I think I even tweeted out Brandon once last week. I am sorry, Brody. Um, that's on me. Everything should be fixed now, and hopefully I don't get your name wrong the rest of the year if you set a state record with 25 receptions and you're lost to North Andrew. Um, heck of a player, tough kid. My apologies again, the stats wrong. Um, but thank you to Coach Gavin uh, for Pattonsburg to point that out to me so I can get it fixed. Um, so if anything else is wrong with the stats, uh, name-wise or something like that, let me know so I can fix it as soon as possible. That's on me. I shouldn't do this at 11 o'clock at night like I'm recording this podcast right now. But, hey, what can you do? Um, up next, Archie took care of Osceola, 84-6. Osceola, um, right now, bottom three team in the state, really struggling. And Archie uh, rising up the rankings a little bit here in eight-man. They have went from nine to eight um, in the polls. Uh, the game I was at Friday, North Andrew-Pattensburg, a top ten matchup. Number 17, North Andrew, coming out with a win over number four, Pattensburg. 74-38, to big win for North Andrew. In this game, I was very impressed with North Andrew. They did exactly what I thought they would do. I just thought Pattensburg would be able to overcome it. They were not. North Andrew came out and smacked them in the mouth and just ran it down their throats for four quarters. Um, Hayden Necker, good running back for him. He's only a sophomore. Really good as a freshman. He's been better this year. Carson Thomas, uh, going from fullback to quarterback, has been really good for them. Uh, maybe not quite as dynamic as they were last year at quarterback, but he's a really tough runner. He's tough to bring down, playing that fullback position last year. He's tough. I really like what they're bringing this year. They got athletes out there. Uh, Clayton Linville's a really good linebacker for them as well. I was, they have good size. They may not be the fastest team, but they're going to smack you in the mouth and um, kind of a boxing match with them. Everyone has a plan to get hit in the mouth, and that's kind of what it is with North Andrew. They're going to hit you in the mouth every week. Uh, they got Stewart Philosburn this week, the North Shelby the week after, so here in two weeks, they have another great game. And then I think after that, they got Stanberry. So they got a couple of big games coming up here for the Cardinals. Really excited to see where they go out of this year. They are into the top five now in the rankings. Uh, Stewartsville at Rockport. Rockport won 72 to 26. I'll get to the middle of the 275 here in a minute and how weird that middle is. Uh, but Rockport with a good win there. Kind of got their guys back. They were missing versus Platte Valley. So good for them. Um getting that win there versus Stewartsville Osborne. Uh, Stanbury grinded out a 44-20 win over King City. I think King City is better than some people kind of thought coming into this year. Um, I don't think the gap between Worth County and King City is that big um, right now. And I think the top four teams are kind of there with North Andrew, Stanbury, Albany, Pattonsburg. Um, and then I think King City and Worth County are right there behind them. It's a really tough conference over there in the GRC. In the Worth County, they got a win over Skyler, 60 to nothing. Uh, no big surprise there. Worth County trying to figure things out a little bit there. We'll see how they do versus Albany this week. Uh, then the game on Saturday, Jasper Rich Hill. Um, from what I heard, the game was scheduled at 2.30 on Saturday. They played at 7. So it was just a, hey, let's show up and play some football and just hit each other in the mouth a few times and see how it goes. And that's kind of how it went. Um, early on in that game, um, 14 lead for Rich Hill. They came out and we're popping the pads and running through tacklers and just playing physical football. And it looked like after the first two drives for each team that Rich Hill was just going to dominate that game because uh, they did a great job with that. They were controlling the line of scrimmage. Jasper couldn't get anything on an offense. Rich Hill was doing whatever they wanted to in the running game, and play-action passes working for them. Uh, 
So it looked really good for Rich Hill early on. And then Rich Hill fumbled the quarterback running back exchange in their third drive. Um, Jasper got that, ended up scoring. The next drive for Rich Hill, they had another fumble. Jasper scored again. And then just kind of tailspin for Rich Hill after that. And Jasper took control of that game, was up big in the first quarter, actually. It was actually a tail of a half in the quarter. Um, so Jasper, and one thing I'll say about Jasper, first of all, they have great size up front. Um, I don't know who their left guard was. I didn't get a program. I, got, I don't know if they were hanging out handing out programs. It was a late start. But um, I don't know if anybody from Jasper listens to this, but number 22, the left guard, I was super impressed with the way he came out of the – fired off the ball and was controlling the line scrimmage on the left side. He did a great job. And sometimes the linemen don't get enough credit. He did fantastic there Saturday night. Uh, their little running backs, I don't know their names, but number one and number five did a great job for them. They're hard runners. Their quarterback is like 6'4", 6'5", and looks the part. Um, hard runner, decent thrower. And the thing with Jasper is it's not just they're big. They're also deep. They probably went, I want to say, 15 or 16 deep of just keep rotating guys in, especially on defense, four or five guys in every couple of plays there, and not a whole bunch of dropping talent from one group to the next. They stayed fresh, and they wore out a Rich Hill team that didn't have as much depth, and it really kind of showed there as Jasper stayed fresh. Um, you don't see that a whole lot in eight-man where teams are able to do that because usually they have 20 kids out, and half of those kids are underclassmen who aren't quite ready for high-level varsity action. But Jasper has those kids. They have, I think, 30 out at least, and half of them are ready to go and ready to play varsity football, and it showed there on Saturday. I'm really impressed with Jasper. It's why I put him at number 10 in my top 10, just barely edging out Pattonsburg for that last spot in my ballot uh, kind of for this week. Um, and I'll take a quick break here. When I come back, I'm going to get to the media poll and kind of break down that and maybe give my 1 through 33 power rankings through three weeks here on Straight Up Sports. And welcome back into Straight Up Sports. I'm your host, Devin Albertson. Now it's time to talk a bit about the week four media poll. And I'll go through my ballot first. Um, actually, I'll go through the regular top 10 poll first. So, with seven per first place votes, Mound City, they're number one. North Shelby did get one first place vote. I think everyone knows who voted for North Shelby. Uh, Anthony Crane, he loves himself. The Raiders over there in Shelbyville. Uh, Southwest Livingston was number three. North Andrew and Stanbury tied for four. Uh, Drexel, six. Archie, seven. South Holt, Nottoway Holt, eight. Pattonsburg, nine. And Jasper at 10 with Worth County and Albany also receiving votes, and they'll play each other this week as well, so that should be very exciting for that GRC matchup, which I think at the beginning of the year, no one really saw that game as a matchup between two teams who are not in the top 10. So kind of a disappointing for rankings while you go in that game, but still a very interesting game going to happen over there, I believe, at Albany this week. Um, but my poll, a little bit different than what they had for the um, media poll. My power rankings for the top 10, I got Mound City, North Shelby, Southwest Livingston. So, so far, so it's pretty even. I had Stanbury 4, North Andrew 5. They tied for 4 in the spot. So, my top 5 was very accurate with what the actual top 5 for the media poll was. Top 6 was the same with Drexel. I did have um, Southwest and Hold at, at 7, just over Archie at 8. So, I had those two flipped in my poll. And number 9 is where I come in differently. So, the top 8 teams are pretty even, pretty accurate from where I have it to where the media has it. No big um, differences there. My last two spots are where we get a little bit different. 
Um, I have number nine as Albany. Yes, I know they're 0-2. I realize that, and some people will say, you are what your record says you are. But, whenever your first game of the year against Osceola gets canceled due to COVID, uh, case at Osceola, which I think Albany would have rolled in that game, because I don't think Osceola is very good this year. So that's one win off their record. Your two losses are a four-point loss to Stanberry in your first game of the year after they've already had a tune-up game versus Appleton City. And if they play again, I think Albany actually might win that game. So I think Albany, the four-point loss to Stanberry, that's a, that's a quality loss. Then week three, you go to Mound City. You lose your best linebacker in the third quarter with Truman Reynolds. And you're still playing with Mound City for four quarters. And you lose 40-18. to 18. Um, And I get it's a 22-point game. But honestly, Albany's they scored three times. Did not get a single two-point conversion. Mound City, they scored five times. They got five two-point conversions. That's why they get the 40 points. So really, they only... Mound City beat them by two scores, really. If we're looking at touchdowns... Um, and I'll get to my power rankings a little bit why I have Mount City number one. But I think Albany, watching them versus Stanbury and Mount City and how they compete with two of the better teams in the state, two, maybe the two best teams on their schedule. You also have Albany and you also have North Andrew, Pattonsburg, and Worth County also on there with King City. So they have a tough schedule. So their work is not done by any means. But I think they could they could easily finish with two losses this year. They, if they ran the table the rest of the way, would not be surprised. Uh, beat those four teams plus Skyler and Platte Valley. They finish 6-2. and two. Everyone will be back on the bandwagon like I am kind of on right now. Um, they're well coached. They were a couple miscues away against Mountain City, but you can't make those errors versus good teams. And I think Coach Fountain, he knows that. He'll get his team get to go, and they'll be better by the end of the year. I'm very high in Albany still. Um, Floyd at quarterback, Mercer at tailback, Doolittle also runs the ball a little bit, and Hutchinson out uh, of receiver and safety. They're good enough to beat a lot of teams in the state, and – Despite there being 0-2, I still think they're a top-10 team. And everyone who I who I talk to that either watches them or covers them closely, they also think they are a top-10 team. So myself and two others had them in the top-10. That's how they had their four points. I had them at nine. Two other members had them at 10. So Albany's still very good. I think they're still a top-10 team. And then I put Jasper in just ahead of Pattonsburg. Just seeing them, had to, seeing them both back-to-back nights, which I think – of course, North Andrew is better than Rich Hill. Not saying that. But I think Jasper can play with the teams up north. I don't know if they can beat the teams up north, though, the better teams in the state with the Stanbury, the North Andrews, the Albany's, the Mound Cities, the North Shelby even. I don't know if they can beat those teams. But I know they can darn well play with them with the way they look up front um, schematically. So I think uh, Jasper is a very good football team. I slept on a little bit early in the year. Um, I have them at 10. Another person at nine, another person at eight, and one person has them all the way up to six in their poll and actually has them as the highest-rated Wemo school. I won't say who that media member was, but they actually went six, seven, eight with Jasper, Drexel, Archie as in their media top ten. Very interesting there as well. I would not be surprised if Jasper won that conference at Prashinam Saturday. I thought early on versus Rich Hill they looked a little shaky, but once they got their feet underneath them, very interesting. They'll play Rich Hill again later this year, so... Um, Rich Hill, they're 0-2 as well, but their losses are to Archie and Jasper, both top 10 teams, and they got Drexel this week. So they might be the best 0-3 team in the state after this week. We'll have to just kind of see um, what's going on there. But that's my top 10. I do have Pattonsburg 11, Worth County at 12 uh, for my kind of the my power rankings um, for this year. 
And then let me pull up who I have after that. Uh, 13, a team that everyone kind of forgot about after their week one loss, East Atchison. I think they're still one of the better teams in the state. I have them at 13. No one's really talking about it right now. I still think they're a pretty good football team. I think they'll be fine. I was kind of down after the Washington versus Livingston, but then I saw Livingston also do something similar to South Holt Holt and said, hey, maybe this team isn't so bad. They struggled a little bit initially with Northwest Nottoway, who is actually an improved team. So we'll kind of see them going forward. But East Atchison, they got the cab this week. They should be playing. From last time I heard, they'll have enough kids eligible to play. So they'll miss a few starters, but they should be on the field, and they'll, they'll beat the cab even uh, a little bit shorthanded there, in my opinion. Uh, Rich Hill, I have them at 14, despite their 0-2 record. I think they're a pretty good football team. So we'll kind of see. Uh, McFrederick, he's good. Uh, the Clifton Bridgewater kid is as good as advertised. That kid is tough. He runs hard. He has he sees the cutback lanes. He's a good football player. And they also have another Bridgewater kid uh, who's a sophomore who plays linebacker for him, who I was pretty impressed with as well. So Rich Hill, they're not deep. Not a lot of the eight-man teams are deep, but they are very talented at the top. So we'll kind of see where they're going forward. And their team, them and Drexel, that's one of the rivalries down south that I was, I've been uh, learning about a bit. Those teams don't like each other a whole lot. So it's going to be a very physical football game there in Drexel this Friday um, and should be a fun one. I, I'm i ready to see how that game kind of goes there between Drexel and Rich Hill. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see who comes out on top in that one because it's two talented teams. It's also a big rivalry game. So records can kind of go out the window for that one. Rich Hill actually beat them last week, last year, and Drexel ended up going to the uh, state semifinals and winning their districts. So we'll kind of have to see going forward with that game. Uh, 15, I have King City. So I have all six GRC teams in the top 15 in the state. Uh, King City, their two losses are to North Andrew and Stanbury. Uh, but them both tough. Parker Muff is, he's a tough kid. And King City's going to play smash mouth football. Um, unfortunately, when you play Stanbury and North Andrew, they're probably the two best teams at playing smash mouth in that conference. So it kind of goes against King City and it's kind of a strength versus strength. They're not quite as strong there as those teams are. But you saw them compete with them a little bit. So we'll kind of see going forward, how they kind of do with that. Uh, but I think I'll still think King City is pretty good. At 16, a team that's been down the last few years, but they're a little better this year, and everything I've heard from coaches in the area is that they're much improved than what they have been. So I'm going to put them at 16 in my rankings. Northwest, Hughesville with Sacred Heart. And again, that's Northwest, parentheses, Hughesville with Sacred Heart. I've been trying to figure out why. So just a little tangent real quick. So on their school website, it's Pettis County. The football program and all their sports is Northwest, parentheses, Hughesville. And they're co-op with Sacred Heart. So it's Northwest, Sacred It's very confusing. I don't know why it's got to be so confusing. Just go by Pettis County. It's go by PC. It's pretty cool. I don't know. But Northwest Hughesville with Sacred Heart. Very interesting team. Pretty good quarterback there with Tanner Damlo. Uh, he's talented. They moved Teichner, who was their quarterback last year, to receiver. He's been playing pretty well out there. Uh, they didn't throw the ball at all versus Keatsville because it was kind of a downpour. They just ran the ball, ran the ball effectively there versus an undermanned Keatsville team um, in their first year in eight-man. I'll get to them in just a minute. Um, but Northwest Hughesville, a couple of good wins this year. Lost to North Shelby, played them tough. Um, they're going to be a solid team this year. I can't remember who they have this week. I think my mouse to work. That'd be great. Oh, Northwest Hughesville is off this week. So we'll kind of see. I know Liberal and Appleton City both canceled. 
Uh, Liberal is looking for a game, so we'll see. I know Hughesville a little banged up right now, so they might want just a week to take off to get healthy. Maybe they play Liberal. We'll kind of see. I think it would be a fun matchup there for Northwest Hughesville and get them a little more action this year. At 17, right at the middle spot in the state, I have Rockport. Uh, tough loss to Platte Valley, but as I said, after that game, um, good win for Platte Valley. But number two, Rockport without, was without two or three guys, plus their head coach for that game. That's tough to lose that way. Like, congrats to Platte Valley for winning, but also Rockport wasn't at full strength. They did get Micah Makings and Aiden Burke back this week, and then they were able to uh, take care of Stewartsville Osborne. And the 275 is weird. I'll get to this after I get the Stewartsville in the rankings, but I'm going to explain why I have them ranked kind of the way they I do here in a little bit. 18, I have St. Paul Lutheran, the um, lowest-rated undefeated team. They beat Oric Week 1, which is a good win. They struggled a bit with Bramer in Week 2. Did get a win there. Uh, last week, they had a COVID concern after beating Bramer. Bramer had a positive test. Um, but they're going to take a, their quarantine time, and they're actually going to play Saturday at 1 o'clock uh, versus Concordia. They're across the street rival there with the public versus private school. I'm actually going to go to that game. I got to work till noon on Saturday, but it's about an hour drive to Concordia. So um, I should be getting there right at the start of the game and get to watch most of that one. So really excited to see that game to kind of see those two teams go at it each other a little bit and introduce myself to that rivalry a little bit between the saints and the Orioles. Um, so pretty excited there, but I have Lutheran at 18 right behind them. I have Oric at 19 and Norbert Harden central at 20 just kind of in order of how they beat each other. I mean, St. Paul Lutheran um, beat Oric. Oric squeaked by Norburn Harden Central. So I have one, two, three right there in that order. Right below Norburn Harden Central, I have Northwest Nottaway. Below them, I have Platte Valley. Uh, both those teams much improved what they have in the last couple of years. Number 23, Appleton City, 0-2 in the year. A couple tough losses. Uh, There's some pretty solid teams there, so... Tough for them to start the year with losses to Stanbury and Drexel, both ranked um, highly. I might be a little too far down in Appleton City. I'm just not sure where to put them right now. Uh, they were supposed to play, I believe, Rich Hill this week, last week. Canceled on them. They canceled on Liberal this week due to COVID. So they should be back in action in Week 5, as they should be playing Rich Hill in Week 5, I believe. Things are kind of a mess down there in the Weebo and scheduling. I'm trying to figure it all out still. Maybe they canceled on Jasper last week. That's what it was. But we'll kind of see going for you because Rich Hill and Santa Fe cancel on each other. So crazy down there, Wemo, with all the cancellations, trying to keep it all straight, has been a mess. Um, so I got Santa Fe at 24. Their one lot win, one game they played this year was a blowout loss to North Shelby. They lost their running back early in that one. I just don't know enough about this team to know where to put them, really. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. They got Norburn Harden Central this week, so a win here. They could shoot up to the top 20, probably. A loss will probably stay in the bottom um, 10 or so. I got Liberal at 25. Uh, they're one and two this year. Uh, they've struggled a bit this season as they beat Concordia last week. Uh, two weeks ago, they lost 57 nothing to Drexel this past week and lost big to Archie 82 to 28 in week one. So two quality losses, one average win. We'll kind of see where they go, go going forward. They're right now. They're off this week. Uh, again, wait later in the week. They got Jasper next week. Then Norbert Harden Central. OCL, which is a winnable game in Week 7. St. Paul Lutheran, which is maybe a winnable game in Week 8. And then Rich Hill in Week 9. So things aren't over there for Liberal. It's just going to be kind of weird to kind of see where they kind of go from here. I just don't know enough about them. That Gunner kid is uh, who plays quarterback, Gunner Miller, is a really good player. Just don't know if they have a whole lot around him this year to kind of utilize his best talents. Um, 
Nuggets, Stewartsville Osborne at 26. And this is where I'll get to kind of the 275 conference teams. The four that I've just listed most recently with Rockport, Northwest Nottoway, Platte Valley, and Stewartsville Osborne, they've all beat up on each other. So this is how it's kind of went. Stewartsville Osborne beat Northwest Nottoway in week one. Week two, Platte Valley beat Rockport. Week three, Northwest Nottoway beat Platte Valley, and Rockport beat Stewartsville Osborne. So the way I kind of ranked this was Rockport has lost to Platte Valley Northwest Nottoway. They blew out Northwest Nottoway. They lost to Platte Valley while being shorthanded. Northwest Nottoway beat Platte Valley but lost to Stewartsville week one. So I didn't know where to kind of put them. But after Stewartsville got blown out by Rockport, I just kind of – the way I did it was Stewartsville has a blowout loss to one of the three teams. They're the bottom one. Rockport has a blowout win. They go to the top. And then Northwest Nottoway beat Platte Valley head-to-head. That's how I kind of ranked them. Things are very interesting kind of going forward how this goes. Um, we do have Rockport, Northwest Norway this week, so that could help maybe sort out this mess that is the middle of the conference in the 275 and kind of see where everybody lands. I know Platte Valley, uh, not having Carter Luke is a big loss for them because he is a good football player as a sophomore, just like his brother was. So they miss him a little bit. But I think they're all better this year, so they're all going to beat up on each other, I think. So it's going to be weird to take the games in the middle of the 275 this season. Uh, follow that at 27 at Bramer at 0-2. Uh, and then the bottom six teams here, I believe. I have 28 at Schuyler County. They're one win versus Keatsville. Uh, two blowout losses to Pattonsburg and Worth County. Doesn't get much easier for Schuyler down the stretch here. We'll kind of see what they do going forward. But it's a tough, tough start of the year for Schuyler. And they're just not quite there with uh, the better teams in the state right now. So we'll see how they kind of bounce back here in week four. As they do have North Shelby, so not looking great there. Then they have Hughesville in week six and week five. So two more tough games here for Skyler. Uh, kind of a rude awakening day, man, here to try their schedule. Very tough schedule for the independent there. And the other independent is Bishop LeBlanc at 0-3. Uh, very curious to see how they do this week as they play Keatsville. Uh, so a very winnable game there for Bishop LeBlanc this week. And then they got Archie next week, so probably a loss there. Um, but I think they're going to win this upcoming week. That's a, one spoiler for the week. I'll give you guys, I think LeBlanc is their first win. I think they're improved a little bit, and Keatsville still learning eight-man a little bit. Now, you'll get, I'll get to the rankings here in just a minute. Uh, 30, I have Concordia. Um, I'm just, they throw the ball quite a bit. They're struggling to run the ball. Uh, I know they're putting a little bit of spread there. They got St. Paul Lutheran this week, the rivalry game. If they win that one, they'll jump up a little bit. But they lost to Oric, lost to Drexel, and who else they lose to? Trying to remember who else they lost to. Liberal. Liberal only week. So that's their three losses, um, all by at least 20 points. Uh, so we'll kind of see how they kind of go with that. So Concordia, I think they'll get better as the year goes on. Just they're kind of young, I believe, there. Um, and we'll see what they can kind of do going forward. Uh, 31, I have DeCab, 0-3 on the year. Um, really struggled week one, lost to the Rockport. Um, from what I heard, they spotted them kind of 24 points out of the out of the gate there and just kind of struggled uh, to get set up with their young team. So maybe they're going to improve as the year goes on. They were up early on King City, uh, faltered down the stretch. So I don't know what to do with that game. Then last week they played Southwest Livingston. That's just a tough game to play. We'll kind of see when DeCab starts playing teams that are more um, on their level in the middle of the conference around 275. Uh, this week it's not that week. They had East Ashton, though East Ashton is shorthanded, so maybe they'll play a little better. Then South Holt, Nottoway Holt in week five. But then they get Northwest Nottoway in week six, Platte Valley, week seven, 
don't know who they. Oh, they have Mound City Week Eight, which is a loss, and then Week Nine, they end the year with Stewartsville Osborne. So their schedule opens up a little bit later in the year, which is probably better for a young team to get them some confidence going into next year, um, late in their season. But uh, just really struggling here early on this year. And then my bottom two teams, I have Osceola at 32. Um, from what I've heard, they're not great this year. Um, you run the spread and you struggle to catch the ball. Not a great combo there. So we'll kind of see what they do going forward. But they've struggled a bit this year. And they've played some good teams. Um, I mean, their schedule has been brutal this year. I don't know if you can have a harder start to your schedule. They were supposed to play Albany week one. That got canceled due to COVID. And then your next few games. Let's see here. Osceola. So COVID and then at Jasper versus Archie versus Stanberry at Drexel and then at Appleton City versus Liberal versus Rich Hill and at St. Paul Lutheran. So your first five games would have been top 10 teams in the state. That's just, that's a brutal start to your year when you're a younger team. Um, so Osceola struggled mightily versus Archie last week, lost 84 to six. It's going to be a tough year for them down there. We'll see if they can't um, maybe beat Appleton City or Liberal later this year, maybe St. Paul Lutheran, but it's just going to be a tough start for them to start this year. And then the bottom team I have is Keatsville. Um, not really their fault. New to eight man. It's going to be a struggle. They're 0-2. They had a bye in week two. Um, but week one, they got beat by Schuyler County 70-22. to And then last week, they got beat by Northwest Hughesville 54-8. to They're really struggling this year. They got Hughesville, week seven. Sorry, let's see here. They got LeBlanc this week, so maybe they get a win this week. But after that, St. Paul Lutheran, North Shelby in week six. Uh, Northwest Hughesville again in week eight. Week nine, Concordia maybe they get a chance to win there. And then Norbert Hardenshaw in week nine, probably a loss there as well. So a couple of winnable games there on their schedule. Um, but I do think Keatsville right now is in line for that final spot in the power rankings. Um, so that's my one through 33. And then I won't pick any games right now, but I'm going to do my power rankings of intriguing games. Um, top fifth, there's 15 games right now scheduled this week. I'm going to rank them one to 15. We're going to start out here. Top of the list is the game I'm going to the game of the week. Number one, Mountain City at Southwest Livingston for obvious reasons. Uh, before I go into that game, um, I watched a little bit of Mountain City, Albany on Facebook line on the Albany TV, Facebook feed, uh, for Mountain City. Landon Papa is arguably the best player in the state. He played very well both sides of the ball. Had a couple of miscues. Had a ball pop out of his hands that went into an interception. They had a fumble near the goal line. But overall, he had four touchdowns. Looked really good around the football. Ran physical, ran hard, ran through guys. On defense, I believe he had 18 to 20 tackles in that range. And they, he's a great form tackler. He's all over the field. He's a good athlete, 6'4", can cover a lot of ground. A very good football player there from Mount City. He gets a lot of their attention. But quarterback Tony Osborne played really well. I thought Will Young played a great game. Caden Messer is probably their unsung hero up front. He played really well. Uh, the Tubbs kid's an okay running back. Um, and then the Durr kid played well as, on defense as well. He's not very big, but he comes up, and he's a little ankle biter, and he'll take down your legs a little bit, and that gets the job done. One thing I noticed with Mountain City, they're not overly big, but they're quick, they're well coached, they're assignment sound, and they're sure tacklers. So they're going to be tough to score on because most games where you maybe make one guy miss or break one tackle and it turns into a 60-yard run, it's going to be a four- or five-yard run at tops. I mean, it's kind of the way Mountain City does. They limit your big plays, and by doing so, 
out of the running game. They kind of force you to pass a little bit there, and they get after the passer there with Caden Messer and the guys up front. So I'm really high on Mountain City right now. <clears throat> very athletic, very quick, and just well-coached. And you can tell they, they do the fundamentals a lot there at Mountain City. It just shows on the film. It just does. Uh, the next two games I have is Wemo games. Uh, number 10, Jasper, and number 7, Archie. Um, could very well, depending on how things go, could be for the Wemo title. So very interested to see how those two teams match up a little bit. Archie has been scoring points like crazy this year to start the season. Uh, Jasper is averaging over 60 points as well. I believe they're the first and third scoring offenses this year. Archie averaging 74 points a game. Jasper at 63. Livingston, there was split the difference at 66.7 points per game. Um, also there for Livingston matchup, number two offense versus the number one defense. Mount City only allowing six points per game while putting up 47 themselves. Livingston giving up 30. So we'll kind of see how that kind of goes a little bit there for that first matchup. But Jasper, Archie, very interesting to see how that kind of goes. Uh, both also in top 10 in defense. Archie giving up just under 23 a game and Jasper giving up 27. So very curious to see how that game goes um, this next week. And then I have Rich Hill at Drexel. Said earlier, big rivalry game. Drexel, uh, they'll be up for it. Rich Hill's always up to play Drexel. Should be a lot of fun down there um, for the Bobcats in that one. Worth counting at Albany. Very interesting. Most years, this might be the most interesting game in week one and in week four. But this year, both teams are now unranked. Um, I still think Albany's really good. I think Albany, we'll kind of see how they do this year. But I think they're the favorite going in. I'll make my official pick on the Thursday podcast. But that's a very interesting game. Next one, another GRC matchup, Pattonsburg at King City. Kind of like Pattonsburg last week, they're playing a very physical smash-mouth football team. Last year, last week, they kind of cowered to North Andrew. This week, will they step up that challenge and play a little more physical up front? We'll have to see. Another contrasting styles. We'll see if Pattonsburg on a dry field. Things are a little bit different there versus King City. Um, but I will say one thing, that game won't probably not get over until about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So... It's every Pattonsburg game. You can almost bet on them being the last game being played that night. Uh, up next, South Valley hold up Platte Valley. Platte Valley, this is a team that beat Rockport. This is a team that lost Northwest Nottaway. Which team going to show up? We'll have to see there. Spartans, kind of same thing. Is it the team that walked up in Worth County or the team that kind of fell flat versus Livingston? We'll see. Spartans had a week off, so maybe they'll be a little healthier going to this one. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Northwest Nottaway at Rockport. Both these teams, Jekyll and Hyde as well, Northwest Nottoways is going to be the team that showed up in the first quarter versus CA in the second half versus Platte Valley, or is it a team that showed up versus Stewartsville in the second half in the second half versus East Atchison? We'll kind of have to see um, what happens there. Um, Santa Fe at Norbert Harden Central. Santa Fe's second game of the year in week four. We'll see. They should be well-rested. They should be, be a little rusty, though. Uh, Norbert Harden Central. Coach Thacker will have them ready. That's all I'm going to say. I think they're I think they're going to be a decent team this year. They're probably a year or two away from being really good down there, um, based on what I've heard from down there. But that should be a decently interesting game to kind of see where the Chiefs and the Aggies are in that conference. Game on Saturday, St. Paul Lutheran Concordia. Talked about it a little bit earlier. Saturday at one o'clock. I'll be there, so I'll talk a little more of that game on Thursday. Uh, Bishop of Blonde at Keatsville. Two winless teams trying to get their first win of the year. Keatsville trying to get their first win as a football program. Very interesting to see how that goes. Uh, Bramer at Oric. Bramer, better than they have been in the past. Parker, she's a good running back. Oric, they still have Blake Buchanan. Ethan Wilson's back. Uh, see if Coach Fairchild can get a win there versus Bramer. 
DeCab at East Atchison. East Atchison down a couple of guys, a couple of starters uh, due to quarantine, but they still should beat DeCab in this one. Um, just still too talented there going forward. The bottom three games should all be blowouts. Number four, North Andrew at Stewart Phil Osborne. Uh, Skyler at number two, North Shelby. And then number four, Stanbury at Osceola. Um, none of those games should be close at all, really. Um, so we'll kind of see going forward. But those should all be games that should end early, but none of them have the conference rule. Stewart Phil Osborne might end early versus North Andrew. They don't have to, though. It's not a conference game. Uh, but that's what kind of I've looked at for this week, whether it's the media poll my power rankings for the 33 game, 33 teams in the 15 games. Everyone stay healthy. Hopefully we can get some more games in. I'm really excited for this week. Um, it looks like Misha is going to announce their, the district assignments next week. I will talk about that more on Thursday in the next podcast. I kind of ran out of time here. Uh, but thanks, you guys, for listening. Uh, please share this. Um, and I appreciate you guys listening. And give me plenty of feedback, things you liked, things you didn't like. Um, let me know. I really appreciate it. Also, coaches, I still like my hats. Um, thank you to the guys who've given me hats so far. I really appreciate it. Um, adding to my collection, I got three so far. Now I got a couple more coming uh, my way at least. Um, so we'll have to see how that kind of goes. Thank you guys, and thank you for listening to Straight Up Sports with Devin Albertson.